0: I want to welcome you to the Engineer Your Success podcast. My name is Dr. James Bryan, and I'm your host for today's show. And I have the absolute pleasure to have as our guest today just a rock star of a person, one of the most happiest people that I absolutely know. And this is Miss Bria Roper. Bria, how are you doing today?
1: Hi, James. I'm awesome. I'm great. Fantastic. It's a that lovely day. Good. Great to be here.
0: I have never heard you say anything different. Maybe I just caught you on those good days, but it just yeah. seems like every day that we connect is a good day.
1: Well, you know, when you put two great people in the same room, great things are are bound to happen, right?
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, I want to thank you for agreeing to come on today's show to do you know, this podcast interview for our listeners, this is particularly marketed or targeted towards people with an engineering background, you know, whether business owners or someone who may work in an engineering firm, and that could be computer engineering, mechanical engineering, civil engineering, kind of that science and technology engineering background, uh, is what we're targeting for. And we typically talk about success principles, right? We, we help people, engineers in particular, achieve success both in business and in life, to be able to win at work and at home. I do want to spend some time talking about your story because there's some phenomenal things that you can just bringing value to our listeners. We're going to include a link to uh, your bio and your LinkedIn profile or whatever else you want people to go to in the show notes. But I would like you to tell our listeners Something about you that will not appear in the bio.
1: Something that does not appear in the bio.
0: It could, it could involve singing in front of the Pope or something (laughs) like that. I mean, you could tell that story.
1: Well, that is a good story. Um, I'll leave that for a more personal conversation. Okay. But I think something that, that I'm pretty proud of that most people don't know is that I actually crowdfunded $10,000 to launch my coaching business six years ago. Oh, cool. And it was on the heels of actually being let go from three different jobs in about 18 months, Mm. just a lot of like really crazy life happened. And I made this huge, huge shift and big leap of faith to go and just completely switch directions and start a coaching business. And now I, here I am six, six years later, six so, years
0: later. So yeah. you, you were let go by three companies and you said, you know what, I'm going to make something happen. I'm going to take agency and control yep. over my life. It's not going to be dictated by another company or other people. And you decided to launch, tell us a little bit about your coaching practice.
1: Yeah, thanks. So I focus on strengths-focused development, uh, personal development and professional development. And that's just really a fancy way of saying that I help people to identify their most natural uh, way of being and the way that they are their best every day, the way they can be their best. And the way that I define best is lots of energy energy. Lots of happiness, joy, more, more enjoyment of what you do, more energy from what you do, being excited to go to work every day, you know, doing what you love, um, finding things that you enjoy and performing with excellence. And that's really what I help people to, to do is to find work and life that aligns with those things.
0: Oh, that is cool. No, that that is absolutely cool. And, you know, it's it's interesting because some people will find success at home.
1: Yes. And
0: some people will find success at work. Yes. They all you know, they don't always figure out that you can have success in both areas and that yes. those areas are intertwined more than what we think because the stuff that happens to you in your personal life will absolutely affect you professionally. And the same thing, if you have a lot of stress or things that are going on. In your professional life, it'll bleed into your personal life. So I think the work that you're doing, helping people find that place where they can lean into their strengths, the the things of, of, I guess, who they naturally are, is great.
1: Yeah, it is. And especially now, right, with the way that the world is um, and the way the world is becoming, there is no work-life separation anymore. Mm -hmm. It's just a blend all the time. And the common denominator is you, right? It's you as a person and you are a whole integrated person, not a person at work and a person at play and a person, you know, at home you're, you are always you. And so no matter what you're doing or how you are in a moving throughout the world, I believe that you're a person first. Mm -hmm. And if you can really tap into the greatness that lies within you um, and the unique greatness that lies within you, then you can apply that to everything, you know, everything that, that comes your way. No,
0: I absolutely agree with you. One of the things that I say on this podcast is that engineers are people too, that, you know, we're a person first before an engineer, you were a person before you went to school and learned how to analyze things, learned how to problem solve. You are a person first. And if you're, if you have the ability to feed that person, to strengthen that person, to nurture that person, then those strengths will show up in every area of your life because you show up in every area of your life.
1: That's right. Yes. I'm a I'm a longtime listener, James, of your excellent podcast, and I hear it. in, you know, in so many words, almost every episode. So I'm really thrilled to be here. No, no,
0: thank you. And I'm glad that you're listening. I I am glad that you've received some value. And again, I'm happy that you decided to come and join us today. And, you know, I I typically with these interviews talk a little bit about a person's journey. You, you've kind of covered that, you know, you didn't go into great detail, but Hey, You got let go of three companies within a certain amount of time. Six years ago, you launched your coaching practice. You've been building your coaching practice. What are some of the success principles that you've been able to uncover as you've been building this practice?
1: Yeah. Well, as a, as a strengths focused professional, I mean, it really comes down to those, those basic principles of strength. So what that would mean is that differences are not bad. Differences Mm -hmm. can actually be great assets and to lean into that and see, see them as positive. Mm -hmm. I think whether that's in yourself, seeing the ways that you're different from other people and learning to, to accept and appreciate that and learning how to create a life around that or a Mm -hmm. work role or, you know, whatever that looks like, but also looking at the differences in other people, right. And the people that, that are closest to us uh, the things that frustrate us the most are often the things that are most different from the yeah. way that we think or the way we feel. Mm-hmm. And so just looking at, at those areas of difference and seeing them as, as good as opportunities, as potential for strength mm-hmm. and not limiting people um, because they're different than us.
0: Okay. One question that I have, and I didn't even get into it and it's just, just come up. Why did you choose to become a strengths based coach. There are a lot of different programs, a lot of different things that you could have done. Why did you choose that direction?
1: Yeah. Well, it goes back to, you know, this really low point in my life when I ironically had experienced a lot of success and worked myself out of a job very quickly because I was so successful that the owner was like, thanks so much. We don't need you anymore. Got it from here. Oh wow! (laughs) But leaving three different jobs in, in 18 months, it was really hard. You know, I was sure that there was something wrong with me, you know, mm-hmm. that this kept happening to me um, for, with no reason, with no explanation, with no, you know, it didn't make any sense. And um, I was in Dallas at the time. I had just moved there about three months prior for Ooh. a new job and I didn't even have furniture yet. <laughs> wow. because It was all, you know, it was like still on its way. And so, yeah. I was on the floor in my apartment just in tears. How has this happened again? What is wrong with me? And what came to my mind was, was strengths, the Clifton strengths, um, or the strengths finder assessment, which I had remembered taking many, many moons ago as a college freshman. It was part of our orientation process, Mm -hmm. but you know, this, that was a long time ago and I didn't have those results, but I got online and I, I took it again and the words that i saw on the paper the words that that i read about me describing these characteristics and these traits about me just brought me to tears because oh, wow. it was mostly things that i had been punished for disciplined for told you know where i was too much i was not enough you know, that can happen at the same time, you know, or it wasn't valued, you know, the things that never really seemed to fit the things that were misunderstood. All of a sudden these were on paper and they were described in a positive lens Yeah, in a, in a way that described me that, that I was good <laughs> and that oh, these wow. things about me were good. And it just really like, it was so affirming for me not only in that moment, but so much so that I, I just said I need to give this to one other person. Like if one other person can feel what I'm feeling right now mm-hmm. and see themselves in such such a different way, in a positive way, in a in a true way of loving yourself the way that God has made you, I, I want to do that. I want to be able to share this with someone. And so I got on Google. Mm -hmm. Cause that's what millennials do. (laughs) (laughs) And I got on Google and, and I said, is strengths coaching a thing? And there was a LinkedIn article that popped up and uh, it was the top 10 strengths coaches in America. Oh, wow. And so of course I clicked on the article and then I wanted to see who the number one coach in America was. Right. Mm -hmm. So I clicked on number one and it took me to her profile and I kid you not. Hand, like on the Bible, she lived 10 minutes away from me.
0: Really? She went
1: to, went to no, my church.
0: No way.
1: We had mutual friends or mutual connections on LinkedIn. Oh, wow. And her profile on LinkedIn said that she was looking for pro bono work. And so I was like, I just lost my job. <laughs> Pick me. <laughs> oh, wow. So of course, you know, this to me, I'm like, oh my gosh, this means I'm supposed to be a coach. So I reached out to her, I messaged her on LinkedIn and I just asked basically for an informational interview, right? Mm -hmm. She invited me over to her home. She poured me a glass of wine. We sat on our couch and I I started to ask questions. And because she's the number one strengths coach in America, Mm -hmm. very quickly, she was like, she realized that I had no idea (laughs) what like (laughs) strength was or coaching was or anything. Yeah. And she was like, Brie, have you ever been coached? And I was like, no. Well, you know, like, why should that matter? Yeah. Um, And she's like, well, why don't we start there? So she took me to her dining room, pulled open her laptop. Like we mean business now. And she looked at my, I just had my top five Mm -hmm. um, strengths at the time. There's 34, but the report just gives you your top five. And even just with those top five, it was like maybe 10 minutes into the conversation. She was like, this is why this keeps happening to you. This is why. It's because of this, this, and this, and maybe you should think about doing this. And I was like, like my head was blown and I was like, this is it. This is what I've been missing. And that's why I started my coaching business because so. I couldn't sit around. Like you said, you know, dependent on other people. I wanted to be in charge. You know, I wanted to go where I wanted to go when I wanted to go and have a lot of creative liability and Being a consultant, being a coach, being a freelancer was the way to do it.
0: At Banowitz Marketing, we succeed when you succeed. Build a thriving family business with great marketing that actually works. How? Start with comprehensive marketing direction and a
1: clear action plan. Then get attentive expert help and choose whether that help comes as done for you services or as done with you guidance. Visit us at
0: thrivingfamilybusiness.com to get started today. I think one of the things that your story points out is that sometimes society points us into jobs or professions or things. They put us in a box Mm. and sometimes that box is not going to work for you. You yeah. know, for some people, that's okay. One yeah. of the things you talked about before is being able to celebrate the differences. So there are people that are listening. You know, they're going to be staff engineers or folks that are are happy doing exactly what they're doing. But there are other people yeah. that they're going to be uneasy, right? Something's not going to be right in yeah. what you're saying. Is yeah. that it's okay? Like it's okay if you're in that situation. It, yeah. It's not you. You have yep. to understand how you're wired so that you can operate to your fullest capacity.
1: That's the whole thing, James. I mean, I had spent my entire life trying to fit myself to shape shift to fit into somebody else's box. Yeah. And I mean, I was, you know, 30 something years old when for the first time. This piece of paper, you know, a silly personality assessment, you know, like gave me the permission that I needed to say, no, I can be my own shape and then make things fit around me, you know, find the clothes that fit my body, you know, find the, yes, you know, the song that, that
0: fits. Because this whole principle is not just tied to, oh, I'm in a, I'm in a job. I need to be a consultant or I want to be free this is how you relate to the world. It's the lens mm-hmm. through which you view life. Yeah. And when you're able to accept this is who I am, and you know what? It's great to have this uh, report that affirms you know, what you're doing and where other people may have described it as negative. Now you're able to see, oh, there are positive things here. I think yes. one of the things I like about, you know, most of the reports is they'll give you the positive, but they'll also say, "Hey, here are the things you need to watch out for." Yes. Because there's always going to be some counterbalance there. Yes. But it's really understanding this is who I am. I'm going to acknowledge and accept who yes. I am. Yep. Uh, and, and
1: work with it. Yes. Use it. Leverage mm-hmm. it.
0: Yeah. Yes, you have to leverage it. You have to leverage it because now you're no longer fighting against the system or fighting against the job or fighting to break out of a box, Right. you're saying, I'm going to create what it is that I want that will work for me. Brie, yeah. oh man, that is phenomenal. I'm so glad. Later. I'm Great. So- Great to be here. <laughs> <laughs> I am so glad that you found that report yeah. because okay. it seems to have unlocked that joy that And happiness that I can sense when I'm talking to you. And even the emotion as you're talking about that moment, it's like, I was down, I was low. And this helped me to kind of move forward.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Me too. I mean, I hate to think about where I would be today without it, you know, and I only wish that um, when I had taken the assessment as a college freshman, I had someone there like Kathy to help me understand what it really meant and how to apply it because- I mean, I'm thankful that I found it when I did, but my goodness, you know, if I had been 18 and had that kind of self-awareness and Mm self-confidence, like, who knows, you know, (laughs) look out world. Maybe the world couldn't handle it. Maybe, maybe that's why.
0: But but here's the reality is things happen to us. Our past helped to shape us and turn us into who we are. And you could have had someone there and you may not have been receptive to that at that time in life. But yeah. when you are at that point where you're ready to receive it and it's there, oh man, it's, it's like, you know, giving water to a person uh, in the desert in the dry land, you're going to lap it up because that's mm-hmm. what you need. It's exactly oh. what you need. So that's, you love no, it. No, Great I mean, it, it's really cool. And so you, you work with Kathy, she kind of walked you through some things. And then eventually you did go down the road of becoming a strengths coach.
1: I did. The reason that I had been experiencing so much change is because Mm -hmm. I'm very attracted to startups and things Mm -hmm. just at the beginning of, you know, new things, exciting things with a lot of potential. Yes. But working for startups is a very unstable, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, environment. And, they didn't know what they didn't know. And I didn't know what I didn't know. And so things could just change very quickly. Yeah. And she knew by looking at my strengths profile, she knew that I couldn't not continue to be in that environment. There's an aspect of that, that I really makes me come alive and that I thrive in and, and contributions that I can make in that environment that, mm-hmm. that help them be successful. The problem was, is that I was dependent on them for a paycheck. And so if one day they decided, you know, gosh, you've actually shown us that there's so much more potential here and you've built it, you know, and made us a lot of profit. So we're actually like going to quit our jobs and go in full time, which means we're going to let you go. So Mm -hmm. thanks, but see you later. Yeah. And then I'm without a job, you know, like that's not not a great place to be. That's not a great place to be right so what if i made it my job to start things mm. what if i i was intentional about approaching a company and saying hey i'm going to come in for 3 months and i'm going to i'm going to get you rolling and then peace my job's done what if you know for the past 30 years of my life everyone had been saying bria like you got to finish it you got to finish it like keep on going you got to you got to stick it out and like what if i don't want to do that what if i just want to help Other people get going. And that was my job. That was finishing it. That was doing the thing. Like, so that's, that's what I, that's what I can do.
0: Wow. So that's what you do. That's, that's that's part of what you've created. You're able to come in, help people get started. You're like, okay, we're good. It, 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 you're, you're continuing to control your situation. It gives you much more control and flexibility in what you're doing. Right. Yeah, that is pretty cool.
1: Isn't that amazing? That
0: it, listen, that is absolutely amazing. That's absolutely amazing. Yeah, there's so many other things that I kind of want to get into and sure, to go. talk about right. as I'm hearing you kind of go through this. And so then, so how long have you been, uh, you know, certified or had your the, the, been a strengths coach?
1: This is my sixth year as a. Gallup certified Clifton strengths coach. Okay. And, um, that just means that I'm certified by Gallup to use their assessment, which is called Mm -hmm. Clifton strengths. It's kind of the OG of, of strengths development. There are other assessments out there, but in my opinion, it's, it's the best.
0: Of course, of of, of (laughs) course, of course you're certified in it, right? That's what you do. That's what you learn, but that's also, you've been able to see the value, not only Experience the value yourself, yeah. But to see the value as you have worked with other people, so okay. Spoiler alert: I sent Bria a copy of my Clifton Strengths report.
1: Yeah.
0: So, so Bria, tell me what the report says about me.
1: <laughs> it says you're awesome. Oh,
0: I think it says yeah. that about everybody, but it it, <laughs> it defines, but it helps to define their unique awesomeness.
1: That's right. It tells us how you're awesome and how mm-hmm. uniquely awesome you are. Hey, James, tell me, do engineers like numbers and statistics? Yes, of course. I I thought so.
0: We love. Can you. I give
1: you? Can I give you some stats that might be interesting for you? Yes. Yes. All right. So this idea of individuality and, and uniqueness keeps coming up in our conversation. Mm -hmm. That's one of the reasons why I like the Clifton strengths assessment, because out of 34 total areas of talent, there are many combinations right, of uh, possible combinations. And so the likelihood, statistically, the likelihood that you will have the same top five talents as someone else is about one in 278,000 ish. Wow. So you're not one of four or one of 16 boxes, right? Mm -hmm. This is not putting you in a box. This is doing the exactly the opposite. It's saying there are so many possible combinations that you are not in this box. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's just to have the same top five, to have the same top five out of 34 In the same order as someone else, Mm -hmm. statistically. Do you want to take a guess? What was the other one? One in in 278,000.
0: Well, this, the the same type five in the same top order. order. It had to be like one in a million.
1: Yeah. Try one in 33 million. Woo. Wow. Okay. So I think you get where I'm going with this. To have all 34 in the same order as someone else. It's statistically impossible. There are more possible combinations than there are people in the world. Wow. So I've always known that I'm a precious, precious little snowflake, you know, but now we have the science to prove it. And now Uh. we know how you, we know everyone is awesome. Everyone is unique. Everyone, blah, blah, blah. But now we know how, and now we know why, and we have data and we have science. We have research to back that up decades over almost 60 years of research. Yeah. That says leverage these things, use these things and you're going, you're going to be happier. You're going to be more productive. You're going to be more successful. Oh, wow. So that's what your report tells me. Um, yeah. what anyone's report tells me, yeah, yeah. that is,
0: that's pretty cool. I would have never known those statistics,
1: well, you, you know, do. for,
0: for me, my top five, Uh, And people that know me, when they hear the top five, they'll probably be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But my top five are one, relator, two, individualization, Hmm. three is responsibility, four is positivity, and five probably is my favorite, just because I think it's essential in everything that we do, and that's communication.
1: Yes, love it. I'd love to dig into those with you. I'd also love to bring your attention, James, to page 21 of your report. Um, So for anyone listening, this is not just like a little Facebook quiz. This is a legit, you know, science-backed, research-developed report. It's 25 pages. And page 21 is my favorite because at the top, James, you'll see there's a bar graph. Mm -hmm. It's linear and it shows four different colors or four different domains, categories, if you will, that all 34 of the talent themes are divided into these four different categories.
0: And what I'm going to do, uh, Bria, since we are doing this on Zoom for folks that are listening to the podcast, I post the full videos in a private Facebook group. We'll do clips of videos other places, but I have a private Facebook group that I posted for a video. I'm about to share my screen so that Bria can kind of see the screen and those people that will be looking at the video will be able to see that. Well, there are things that I can do, but see, you wanted to go here.
1: Yes, right? there's that that bar graph. Yes. So the four different categories or domains is what Gallup calls them, um, are relationship building, influencing, executing, and strategic thinking. Mm-hmm. Most engineers, I think, would assume, oh, well, of course I'm going to lead with strategic thinking, yeah. right? Because that's what I do at work every day as I think about how yep. to solve these problems, right? Yep. How does that make you feel when you see that that's your smallest or your, your least domain?
0: I want to invite you to the next UnWebinar. What is an UnWebinar? It's no slides, no sales pitch, just added value. These are small group discussions that are designed to really be two way conversations between you and myself, where you can get insight and advice on the issues that you're dealing with today. The overall goal is to equip you with what you need so that you can win at work and at home. Understand you do not have to do it alone. Sign up for the next on webinar today. You know, for me, it is. Just confirms who I am. So yes. my my top domain is relationship building. Yes. And so even before looking at the strengths report, my view is that relationships make the world go round. Yes. That if you're able to influence through relationships almost better than you can in any other area, this is in my general opinion. And this is before the taking the Clifton strengths. Yes. And so for me, it was just confirming. Who I was, I think by the time I had taken this, I had already started to take advantage from a career perspective on the quote unquote soft skills on communication, leadership, all of those kinds of things. But for me, I lead with relationships.
1: Right. That's exactly right. And you have that self-awareness and seeing that on the paper, the paper is literally telling me what you told me earlier Engineers are people too. Yes. That's your narrative. That's your priority. That's your lens because you lead with people and relationships first, right? So that's so important for you to share that with other people. Whereas if someone else leads with maybe the executing domain, which is purple, Mm -hmm. they're going to see tasks first. And the relationship is going to be second. Getting yeah. the thing done, making the thing happen is going to be where they spend their time. Have you ever experienced that, James, where you come at odds with people who are more focused on getting the thing done and less yes. focused on how it affects the relationship?
0: Yes, I, I have. Yeah. And what I've learned in and even what I teach clients in navigating that, something that you brought up earlier is to respect yeah. the differences. To mm-hmm. respect that this is how this person is wired, no matter how frustrating it is. To me, yeah. respect how, how they're wired. And then if you're leading a team, then yeah. you want to put that person in a position where they can actually excel. So you want to yeah. give them those things where they're dealing with the task. That doesn't mean that they don't have to touch the relationship piece, right. but you're trying to set them up to actually win and to mm-hmm. feel good about themselves and to help with what you are trying to accomplish as a team, as an organization, as a company. If you yep. keep putting that person in a situation where they have to build relationships, it's going to fail because that's not who they are. And you notice, yep. I said it is going to fail, yep. not them. They're going to continue to be who they are. Yeah. But as a leader, as a manager, as a consultant, or if I, if I am seeing that, yep. then I see my role as to say, "Hey, you need to put them in a different position or put them in a different seat on the bus." you need to assign them different types of activities so yep. that they can thrive. Yep.
1: Yes, and I love that James because what you're saying is the people who are are focused on the task, there are likely a group of them, you know, that just love to be busy, they love to be productive, they love to check the things off the list. Yep. They love to do the thing and Those are the relationships that they build, right? Those are the types of relationships that they prioritize. The people that they're attracted to are the people who they can work hard and fast with, or the people who can help them get the things done, right? So, and likewise, for for people that like you, that lead with relationship building, you can build relationships with the people who are focused on tasks by helping them, give them what they need. Maybe you're anticipating that they've been working so hard. So you're going to bring them lunch. Mm -hmm. You're going to write a cute little note, you know, of encouragement, or I don't know what boys do, but that's that's what I
0: would do. (laughs) We we still write notes of encouragement or we send a text message or an email, you know, you can do things to build relationships. And one of the, the, the two things in terms of being the relator and individualization that shows up in life It's really understanding what a person needs in order to move that relationship, that friendship or that situation forward. Yes. And and everybody doesn't need the same thing. Yes. Uh, And so it's really, even with my kids, you know, I have two boys. One is 13, one is 14. They're totally different. They have different needs. I can't, you know, help one with the skills and tools that I use for the other because it won't work. They're not wired that way.
1: Yeah. And it's so easy for you to know that James, because what's your, what's your number two strength
0: individual individualization.
1: That's right. That's exactly your brain is wired in a way where you just know that naturally. And you do that naturally. Have you ever noticed, or have you ever experienced when that wasn't natural for someone else? Yes. Or have you known, (laughs) have you always known that was special about you?
0: I didn't really know it was special about me. It shows up in every area of life. So, for instance, I do most, I I would say I do 90% of the the cook-from-scratch meals in the house. But let's say you're coming over and you like steak or you like whatever it is you like. Yes. I am going to cook your food exactly to the way that you like it. And then I'm going to cook someone else's food exactly to the way that they like it. Now, that really stresses me out. I'm, ha- you know, I'm going over here. And I'm doing over, you know, I'm going over here. Oh. I had to make sure that this is the right temperature. And this is that. But when I am able to deliver those individual plates yes, that, that really cater to those individual palates, that really gives me joy and strength. And yeah. it probably, I didn't even recognize individualization as a strength until getting this report and yeah. then thinking through, well, yeah, I do do that a lot. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That's how I'm wired.
1: That's how you're wired. And, and it's a gift, right? It, yes. it builds relationships because who doesn't want to feel seen or understood or you know valued in that way when I don't have to tell you you know, how I like things when you've just noticed that about me, mm-hmm. um, you notice that, I, I don't know if, you know, maybe one of your clients that you're working with often always brings a certain drink, you know, yep. with them, you're going to notice that. And what if one day they show up and that drink is waiting for them, yep. you know, you how does that it. make them feel? That makes them feel like a million bucks. Yes. You know? It, you it makes that.
0: them feel, and this also. One of the things that we go through in designing a coaching practice,
1: yes, right,
0: and dealing with clients. So, you know, w- when people work with me, they're going to get an individualized plan, an yes. individualized approach because that's who I am. Now, yes. you know, we all have templates or things that we're using or systems, but those systems for me to work well, yep. they have to be catered to that individual. And yes. so I spent countless hours making sure that yes. th- the coaching plans, that the things that we're going through, the tasks that we're working through, and the approach is individually structured for that individual.
1: Yes. A lot of coaches that, that, that I coach or business owners that, that I coach, if they lead with individualization, they may not understand that what they're offering is so valuable to other people because it's just the way you do things. You can't imagine not customizing yeah. something for your client. Yeah. And a lot of times people undervalue their areas of talent, whether it's individualization or something else, because it's just it's fun for you. You know, it, it might be annoying, it might be inconvenient, but you can't imagine not doing it. But, um, but I'll tell you so what,
0: though, Brian, what I've had to learn yeah. is that. From a marketing perspective, um, you can talk about individualized plans, yep. but you have to be very clear on the problem that you're solving. Yes, and you and you may have an individualized approach for each client mm-hmm. for how you're getting to solve that problem. But you yep. have to be crystal clear on the problem that you're solving and who you are solving that problem for. You you cannot say, oh, we're gonna you know you work with me, then we'll figure out what the issue is, and then we'll design the plan. That doesn't yep. work from a marketing perspective. No, it I
1: doesn't. had to learn that the hard way.
0: <laughs> I had to learn that the hard way because I lead with individualization is That's one right. of my top fives.
1: That's right. That's right. There's another talent called discipline that if, if anyone's listening and they lead with that talent, they're thinking, oh my gosh, that customization sounds exhausting. Why wouldn't you just have, you know, one thing that you just sell the heck out of, you know, and it's the same all the time. And and it's you know, you got a system, you got a process. That's discipline. And where does that fall for you, James? Executing. Yeah, executing. It's number 29 out of 34 for you. Yeah. So that's at the almost the near (laughs) the bottom, right? Yes. So when you're scaling your business, it's important to know your talents, to know your natural place where you you live, right? Mm-hmm. And to build your business model around that. And if individualization is where you shine, great. Charge more for that. But also you need to have that standard, you know, like bottom level, you know, yes. this is this is something that anyone can buy. Yes. And then if you want to customize it, then you pay more, right?
0: No, you're, you're absolutely correct. Because what happens if someone else has uh, the, the discipline talent lower, yep. you have to get comfortable with feeling uncomfortable yes. when you're putting together these standardized yes. plans and approaches, because you do have to have that yep. in order to scale. And yep. it's, you can have that as your base, very similar to what Bria is saying. And then you are leaning in to your real areas of strength.
1: Yes. And even
0: within the discipline area, e- even within the basic offering that you have, you can still provide a little bit of individualization, but when you're putting the package together and when you're marketing it and when you're selling it, it is what it is. Yes.
1: Yes. And that's why I love earlier. I mentioned when I took the assessment, I only got my top five Mm -hmm. out of 34 and you have your full 34 profile and it's so worth the extra 30 bucks. I think extra that you pay for it. Yeah. Because you get to see that discipline is number 29 and you see that and you're like, yeah, duh. I don't want to live there. That's not how I live my life. Yep. And I need that as a business owner. So now what do I do? Do I work really, really hard? Do I will power my way through, right? To come up with these, you know, to do things in a standardized way so that it's easy for people to understand. Probably not, Right. You're probably going to find a tool or a resource that sets up a system that automates it. So you don't have to think about that. Yep. Or you find someone else to partner with. How did you How did you do that, James? How did you compensate for the discipline?
0: Hey, this is James. And I'm here to help you win at work and at home. Let's connect. You can use the link in the show notes to schedule a complimentary session. And we're going to walk through the steps that it's going to take for you to start thriving so you can engineer your success and live the life that you love. Come on, sign up today. I will say there are a few different avenues that I took. One was becoming a John Maxwell team certified Mm -hmm. speaker, trainer, and coach and having the John Maxwell systems kind of ready and available as that kind of bottom floor, so to speak. Uh, yep. The other was I did spend a, y- a year as a Business Made Simple certified business coach as well yes. and applying those systems to my business. And, you know, from a marketing and strategy perspective, I mean, one of the things that I would say is that the uh, Business Made Simple experience was a great experience because when I got introduced to great people such as yes. yourself, you know, you. just <laughs> through the community, it really helped me to see the value in niching down. You know, before I would say I'm a life coach, I'm a business coach. Well, who do you serve, James? I serve everybody. I want to help everybody. But when you're trying to talk to everybody, nobody actually hears you. That's right. And so I had to say, well, who am I offering leadership training and coaching services to? Yes. Well, you know what? I'm a certified life coach. I'm a business coach. I am also a professional engineer. I have a PhD in civil engineering, several years of decades of experience in the civil engineering area. So why don't I naturally serve the market that I'm a part of? And so it's coaching and leadership training that's really targeted towards engineers, helping them become better communicators helping yep. them be better at building those relationships, helping to increase their capacity to lead. and that is that's my focus. that's where I'm at and that's the sweet spot that I've really focused on on these past 18 months. and it's this is wh- that's where the ideal of yep. engineer your success comes from. you know it's yep. just it, and so really making the decision to niche down, has opened up so many more doors for me Uh, and and it's just, it's just been an incredible experience. And so those are the things that have helped me to compensate for having the discipline area solo.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. I love that. Can I pull out my strengths crystal ball for a minute? And when I hear you saying, you know, this made so much sense for me to niche down in this way I hear your relator coming out strong, right? Because Mm -hmm. you're focusing on the people that you've been building relationships with Mm -hmm. within the industry that you've been investing so much time with, right? Mm -hmm. So, of course, I'm going to pick engineers, right? That makes sense. Yeah. Because relator um, is all about depth of relationship, not necessarily breadth of relationship, Mm -hmm. right? So why would you go start a whole bunch of new relationships with a whole new market of people that you don't know or understand? Like right. that doesn't make sense, right? Right. We've already talked about individualization, positivity speaks for itself, communication. You said, you know, I want to help them communicate better, right? Mm-hmm. This is this is so natural for you, you enjoy it. You have the frameworks from Business Made Simple to help learn which is that discipline number 29, right? It's yep. it's Filling in that gap. So you take yep. this framework, you match it with your talent, and boom, you're a superman when it comes to helping people yes. communicate, right? Yes. Yes. A ranger is such a fun talent that looks at the resources that you have around you, mm-hmm. and you just figure out how to make it work. And you figure out how to make it work with excellence, right? And for maximum productivity. So when I hear you say, I've got this certification, I've got that certification, I've got this training, I've got these years of experience. What you're saying is, this is what I have. These are the resources. These are the people that are at my disposal. So I'm going to make it work. Yeah, That's your arranger. Oh, cool. 100%. Other people might not be satisfied with that, right? Other people may not want to niche in the same way that you did mm-hmm. because their strengths are different than yours. Yeah. They might say, I don't want to work with anybody that I've already worked with. I have woo really high, which it's also kind of mid for you. Yeah. But I just want to go meet new people all the time. I don't want to stay in any one place for too long. I want to move. I want to change. I want to meet a lot of people, someone else with consistency really high, which is 27 out of 34 Mm -hmm. for you. They're going to niche in a way that focuses on social justice. It focuses on, you know, like there's probably going to be an element of, of some social justice or some cause that, that is really going to light them up. Right. Mm -hmm. So it really just depends on who you are, how you're wired. And that's one of the ways that this, this report, you know, can help you just save a few years of trying to figure it out.
0: Frustration.
1: (laughs) It'll save, it'll save you
0: a few years of actual frustration, frustration. Because maybe a few
1: thousand dollars, right? Like learning different things or trying different things or whatever. So, yeah.
0: Yes. No, Bria, it it has been phenomenal. Thank you for taking the time to kind of walk through the, my report. Uh, If the folks that are listening to the podcast would like to have a similar experience with you, what's the best way for them to get in contact with you?
1: Sure. So BriaRoper.com. I mean, I can put my contact info, I guess, in the show notes.
0: Yeah. Well, included in the show notes.
1: Yeah. Individualization is high for me too, James. So I would love to hear, you know, hear from anyone. Let's just hop on a call and, and let me meet you and hear what, you know, what your business is about or what your challenges are, uh, what your goals are. And then we just, you know, we figure out how to, how to bring your best self to that through the strengths uh, report.
0: Well, that is cool. Bria, again, I want to thank you for taking the time to hang out, to have this discussion. I am going to end our talk like I end every show. Okay, And that is many people know what to do, fewer people know how to do it. And there is a select group of people that actually follow through, do it, achieve and live the life of their dreams. Bria Roper, I wanna thank you for being part of that select few.
1: Thanks so much for having me, James. Truly, it's a pleasure. You are a delight. Thank you. All righty.
0: Thanks. Thank you for listening to Engineer Your Success with Dr. James Bryant. Do me a favor and subscribe to the podcast. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast player. Many people know what to do. Fewer people know how to do it and a small fraction of people actually do it. I believe that you can have success both in business and in life. And it's my passion to guide you on your path to engineering your success. Thanks.